One of the things I love about our church is the way we treat tradition. We respect it. We question it. And sometimes we reject it. And this morning I am rejecting what the worship committee, of whom I am the head at this time, has a habit of doing, which is finding the nearby holiday and having a sermon about the holiday, which in this case would be Independence Day, a celebration of our nation's independence. So I have rejected that and moved to a consideration of the next level, the interdependence of all nations together as something to celebrate. Interdependence Day. So, breaking with the tradition of looking at the holiday, which before this was Memorial Day and Father's Day and Mother's Day and Easter and New Year's on back into the last year where we went through the same round again, rather than moving backwards to celebrating the past, let's move forward this morning and celebrate the future, the time that all nations merge together in interdependence, the founding of an international or inter-nations all celebration of their interdependence. As all nations gather together with common bonds and unity in the same way that our nation right now has our individual states all gathered together with the unity of bonds and a sense of oneness. Now, there's three basic reasons for me wanting to look at interdependence, forward to interdependence and not back to independence. There's rational reasons, religious reasons, and my personal reasons, which tend to be irrational and irreverent, but... That's a balance. So let's look at the rational reasons first. Several years ago, I read a book by Ken Wilber called A Brief History of Everything. And his theory was that there's a quantum leap in all aspects of existence, uh, that everything develops a complexity until it reaches a stage where it expands to a new level. And that new level has a new strength and complexity, but it is dependent on the simpler level holding together as a unit. A good example of this would be organisms. At first, life was just your little one-cell organism. Before that, it was just chemicals that happened to mix well together. So you get to the point where life is a one-cell Organism, And then these organisms find a little common bond. Say, well, if we hang together, the water won't wash us off into the, some, away from our little home, so they make a tissue. And then that tissue gets complicated enough to form an organ, and that organ becomes a part of an organism until you reach the complexity of a sophisticated species like humans, which have all those factors. But each of the bigger, more complex organizations are totally dependent 
on those lesser ones. You couldn't have an organ if your tissues weren't there. You couldn't have tissues if each individual cell wasn't complete in itself. And so this is the principle that I would like us to consider in the natural evolution of nations. If we have moved from simple tribes fighting each other off to keep the food around and the shelter into villages and then into cities and countries and now into nations, then it seems logical that we would be able to move into a next quantum leap of internations where we all have a sense of oneness with the world and share it together equally. Uh, I read another book, Sacred Paths, by George Ferenstein, which was about the complexities of Hinduism and the yoga paths and things like that. And in it, he mentions Gene Gimser's book, The Ever-Present Origin. And let me quote you from this book what I feel we need as a species in order to gain this international concept. So to quote George, in his penetrating analysis of the history of human consciousness, the Swiss cultural philosopher Gene Gebser arrived at the startling conclusion that the present global crisis is but the outer reverberation of a drastic mutation of consciousness. It is the transformation of the dualistic, rational mode of world perception into what he calls the integral structure of consciousness and which I would call the interdependent structure of consciousness. Now let's consider some religious reasons to flow into interdependence. First off, let's look at our UU reasons to do it. We're UUs, or at least interested in becoming UUs, so let's look at their seven principles and see if there's any connection with interdependence there. The inherent worth and dignity of every person. Well, if that is true as a moral, ethical fact, how do you retain that? How do you protect each person's worth and dignity or even attain the recognition from other people that these people are worthy and dignified? You have to do it with other people working together to protect or to restore or, as Abraham Lincoln was speaking about with slavery, to remove that relationship and create a more equal one. So the interdependent relation of people is essential for us to actually have worth and dignity in every person. The second one, justice, equity, and compassion in human relations. Well, let's look at those backwards, justice, equity, and compassion. If we, as the Buddhists teach, develop compassion to where we gain an awareness of the interrelation of everything, then that compassion gives us an awareness of the equity of all living things, of their equal value and their equal right to worth and dignity. And based on that, we reach the conclusion that true justice 
is equal interdependent relation with each other. Now the third one, acceptance of one another and encouragement to spiritual growth in our congregation. Well, let's look at one aspect of spiritual growth. Let's uh, look in the Jewish tradition in, or the Christian tradition, which some would argue is the same thing, only dated differently. To Ephesians chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. Now henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and their cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, may you grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, fitting, joined together, and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So there Paul is saying, we are a body, the body of Christ. We are all interdependent on each other as the joints and the fingers of the body are interdependent to make it a body. And again in Philippians, chapter 2, verses 4 to 6. Let not every man look on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. So here is the theology moving beyond the equality of man into the equality of man and deity. Certainly interdependence there. Another religion, Buddhism. Let's look at the Dalai Lama's comment. Well, before we do that, let's finish up on the other three lists, which will be pretty quick on the interdependence relation to our pillars. The next one, a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. This key word in this one is for, the word for truth and meaning moving forward as opposed to the free and responsible search of truth and meaning as if it's already established. So if we have the responsibility to find truth and meaning, then we have the responsibility to act upon those truths as we discover them, then we will find, as mentioned earlier, as we get compassion and realize our equity, we naturally move to the justice of interdependence and being equal with each other. Then there's the right of consciousness and the use of the democratic process within our congregations, and here's the key word here, and in society at large. And the largest society unit, if we evolve as I propose this morning, is to move from nationalism into internationalism through interdependence. So one of our goals 
is to move our consciousness up in social awareness. And then there, these get more obvious at the tail end. The goal of world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all well, if you were to define interdependence on a national scale, that just about covers it right there. And then the last one, which actually uses the word interdependence, respect for the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part, which moves beyond the topic of this morning, which is society and humans, into the global awareness of our relation with all living things and the rocks and water that, that hold them. Now, another aspect religiously would be the Hindu's idea of Indras, Indra. Indra is the king of the Hindu gods and goddesses. He's like Zeus. You know, he's, he's like Allah. He's the big honcho. And his temple or palace, is covered with a net. And this net has an infinite number of enmeshed holes, and in each one of these holes is a diamond or gem. And if you go look at one of those gems, each face on that gem reflects every other gem on that net as do every other gem on that net. So thousands of years before anything was written on the Judeo-Christian tradition, the Hindus were realizing and voicing, in religious terms, the interdependence of everything else. Much as uh, the book on holograms has made the proposal that reality is somewhat of a hologram Existence, where we are, our being as individuals is a reflection of other beings being as individuals. Certainly interdependence there. Let's consider the Dalai Lama's concept of interdependence. In our Tuesday Eastern Religion Group, we read the book Ethics for a New Millennium. And in chapter 3, titled Dependent Origination and the Nature of Reality, the Dalai Lama says, When we consider reality itself, we quickly become aware of its infinite complexity, and we realize that our habitual perception of it is often inadequate. As a means of understanding this complexity, I find the Buddhist philosophy's idea of dependent origination to be particularly helpful. It states first that all things and events arise independence on a complex web of interrelated causes and conditions. Second, there is a mutual dependence which exists between parts and whole as our states and our nation. Third, we find that all phenomena lack independent identity. Here the Dalai Lama gives the example of a parent and a child. You cannot be a parent if you do not have the child. And the child cannot be the child without having had the parent at some time or another. 
I would use the example of the United States being a nation because we have boundaries between Mexico and Canada. And so we wouldn't have the boundaries to isolate ourselves as a nation if we didn't have Mexico and Canada to put boundaries between. And each of these interdependent on the other is the topic of our consideration today. Let's look at Taoism, my personal choice for an individual faith. The Tao Te Ching has many short chapters, and it's a really short book, but the complexity of the lives within are astounding to me. And so listen carefully as this chapter talks about the development of your consciousness and realize that each progression could be three years, 30 years in developing your awareness to that point and then reach, listen to the conclusion that it reaches. This is from chapter 16 in the Tao Te Ching. Knowing constancy brings clarity and ignorance of what is constant leads to the wanton taking of risks. But if you understand the constant, you will be receptive. If receptive, you will be impartial. If impartial, you will be all-embracing. And if all-embracing, you will be in accord with the cosmic order. Be in accord with the cosmic order and you will be in accord with the Tao. Be in accord with the Tao and you will endure. And the loss of yourself will be without any danger. Whoops! Where did I lose myself? Through that interdependence through realizing those boundaries that separate the U.S. from Canada and Mexico are illusion and realizing the boundaries you separate yourself from your fellow brethren and sisters are illusion. But do not fear the loss of self because it, as Stephen Hodge, the fellow who translated that aspect of that chapter 16 says, and I quote, the word used in ancient Chinese for the self literally means the body, not just the physical body, but one's whole being, including the mind. The aim of the Taoist practice is not the elimination of the ego self that is familiar to us from the Buddhist and Hindu teachings, but rather the elimination of the boundaries between the self and the external world, which is a somewhat different goal. The fear of some readers in Lao Tzu's day would have been that they could so completely merge with other external things that they would lose all sense of self-identity. So Lao Tzu assured his readers that this is really nothing to worry about, for all things retain their individuality 
even when they interpenetrate and interact with others. Which goes back to Ken Wilber's theory that as we move into more complex organisms or structures or nations or internations, we still retain those individual smaller units within that complex organism. Now, speaking of fear, let's look at fear as being an awareness of the unknown involved in change. And as you get the consciousness of interdependence and you feel your ego self slipping away in its false sense of reality, if you lean into that fear and see it as just fear of change and move into that change, then your consciousness is able to move to the higher levels which the Eastern religions are so familiar with, voiced with many different names about enlightenment, samadhi, nirvana, or, or a sense of bliss with unity with all. And so this morning for our meditation, I would like us to consider losing our foundation because this is a key to nations moving into international relation. They have to let go of the idea that they are solely responsible for their existence, that everyone's out to get them. And they need to gain an awareness of how everything is interdependent on everything else and helps and assures the existence of everything else around it. So to help us move into that today, I would like us to meditate on the word interdependence. I have a bad habit of picking apart words and making them some completely different from what they originally were and keeping with that tradition since we've broken another one. I would like to take apart the word interdependence and make it two statements on how to get beyond the sense of you're responsible for your own self, that our nation can't exist if we don't take care of ourselves and protect ourselves and move into a more interdependent awareness. So let's take the word interdependent and make it two words. Enter with an E, enter, and then deep in, two words, deep in. So the idea here, if you enter the deep end, you're jumping off the high dive, so to speak, into a pool that has no foundation, that you have to float in, that you can't stand on. You're giving up your grounding, your ground of being and just being. So that's the first thing we'll meditate on is letting go of the idea we're standing on solid ground and let go of the idea that we're different from the solid ground, but rather we are the solid ground that just happens to be rising up with the energy bouncing off of it. And so we'll merge with the idea of being on something and just being that thing, and we will enter the deep end of the pool. Then this, let's take the tail end of interdependence and 
after you get in the pool and you've let go of your sense of standing and you're just floating in the water, then another being, be it deity or your beloved or the butterfly that flies by, interweaves with your floating. Then you have what I call the deep end dance. So we have first jumping into the pool, letting go of your sense of foundation, entering the deep end. Then you chance upon another sense of awareness and you join with that sense of awareness and dance together. Of course, you're not dancing on the floor because you've lost your foundation. So you're just floating together in the ether. So that will be our meditation today. And I'll guide you into it. And you can make up your own dance when you're there. And then after a moment of silence and dancing, we'll uh, play some music and you can come down and... uh, Light a candle if you have a joy or concern to share with us spiritually. And the others who don't have that desire can keep on dancing. So let's still ourselves. And we hear the rain coming and filling the swimming pool up. Let's close your eyes if you're comfortable and feel your interdependence with everything around you, everything within you, everything in the cosmos, that it's all totally related and interdependent on itself for existence. And move into the conscious awareness of being beyond just yourself, moving into the interrelation of consciousness and awareness the awareness that twins have, though they're a country apart of what's happening to the other twin, all that awareness in your mind is a potency. And as you move out into the complexity and interrelation that you are, feel the other spirit sitting next to you and in the sanctuary moving into that same openness. And feel your relation to the clouds and the wind and the sounds outside and the heart beating and the blood flowing and the fainting going on inside and how each one of us is sharing all those things together interdependently. And feel as you move into that awareness of everything around you being you that you can lose this sense of having to be individual. You can be united with all around you in reality. And if you feel as if you're losing some sense of your being, then have peace with that. Sense that change and trust that that change is constructive. Just as nations much trust that the change into international relations can be trusted. And as you trust that interrelation and that losing a sense of individual, 
feel the lightness and the flowing of your unity with all that you sense, with your hearing, with your imagination, with your feeling of your heart and your breath, knowing it is all laden 